This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey everybody, thank you for downloading today's episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. Uh, today's show is going to be a little bit looser than we normally do. Typically we go with one topic and kind of stick on it for the show. And not a lot going on in the news this week of in the political realm other than, you know, the fact that Donald Trump is the nominee. So we're going to get into that a little bit and kind of take the conversation wherever it goes. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network, where we have over a million hits. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Chicago Podcast One, and you can email us on Gmail at Chicago Podcast Network. So it's just, you know, Gmail. You go in and you go Chicago Podcast Network at Gmail. You can email us and let us know what you think of today's show or any show that you have a chance to listen to. Other than that, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. If you downloaded it, I hope that means you subscribed on iTunes or Podcast Addict or you're listening to us on our hosting site, SoundCloud. I want to thank everybody, though, for coming here today to have fun with us. We've had a little bit of growth going on with the podcast, so thank you to all our new listeners and to all our old listeners. You know, you have much love from us, and I think AJ and I owe you a beer or other assorted goodies. Maybe you want a Twix bar. I don't know. Uh, AJ, say hi to the people. Hey, people. That's AJ doing what he does so well. He didn't go deep with it either, which is very different. Last few times, he went deep with it, but that's fine. We're good. We kind of got a different kind of show today, AJ, because normally we come in with a big news story or something to really get into, and I don't know about you. I don't feel like that's really the case today, so what I want to do is start off with some of the news stories, and we're going to start off with the grossest one there is. George Zimmerman of Trayvon Martin tragedy, fame, however the hell you want to put it, um, is selling the gun that he used to kill Trayvon Martin on the street and is presenting it as a legendary American firearm. Now, I could go off here, but I feel like, AJ, it's time to turn this over to you, my leftist of leftist buddy, and, and I give to you, hold on, let me get it ready. There's your soapbox, AJ. Proceed. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I, there's no words. There's, there's absolutely no words. Well, I hope there's some because this is a podcast. Well, there's no words to sum up the conduct that George Zimmerman is doing. I mean, the, the guy has balls. I mean, he truly has <laughs> balls. I mean, this is like the guy who lynched you know, Emmett Till and now selling the rope that Till got lynched with essentially is what is going on, going on right now. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's a very, very gross idea that a person who's not only open that he indeed do what he did to do to Trayvon Martin, but he's going to sell it and profit from the very conduct that he did. Now, if, if he's doing it on eBay, I hope eBay would not allow this to happen. Same way with Sotheby's, Christie's, whatever auction house that Zimmerman's going to go through. Um, I just hope that he they are going to not do this and everything. Um, and I hope the money goes towards, you know, the... NAACP for more restorative justice work or anything like that, but that's not going to happen. This man not only needs to be in jail, but this person really, really needs a very hard look in the mirror to know what he is doing because he's flaunting the very notion that I got away with murder and I am going to sell the tool in order for that to happen. Uh, and that's where I, I have like no words for this because other than what I just said, because this, this is not the first time we've seen this before. I mean, we've seen other people who done that with other guns, with other things. And I, I wish we had a judicial system that just kind of puts an end to it, but we don't. And, you know, I could say that we need to change the judicial system, but that means we need a whole system change for that to happen, which we need a bigger conversation for that. 
So without boring details on that, I mean, I just really, really hope that I'm not a big person on shaming, but I do feel people do shame Zimmerman of what he is doing because, I mean, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. And I saw one image of him, like he's at a pool, no shirt on, sunglasses, cigar in his mouth, smiling. I'm sure that's just an image that someone in the media just put up there to kind of reinforce the notion of how big of an asshole he is. Um, but having said that, uh, he just needs to be stopped, you know, and I, I know there's double jeopardy laws in place, but, you know, you can get them on other stuff and everything, and that's what needs to happen. Well, okay, this is where I don't know if there should be any more criminal charges against this guy, uh, and I don't... I don't even want to open up the debate of whether or not what he did was right or wrong. You and I both uh, did hours of radio about this. I don't know if people who, anyone who listened to our shows, who listens to us now, uh, back when we were at the internet station, I mean, man, you and I, I think if we think about it, AJ did four days straight mm-hmm. about this thing. And, and, you know, for like a good five hours a day between the two of us on this issue. So I don't want to get back into that crap. I don't want to deal with, you know, the, the rules of self-defense. Versus, I don't want to deal with that. Here's what I want with this conversation, with this guy doing this. It comes down to this, man. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. It is. No matter what you think, even if you're George Zimmerman and you feel that you were completely justified in killing Trayvon Martin that day, let's say that you believe that, AJ, honest to God. Let's say that that's really what he thinks, and let's say that that's what somebody else thinks. You can't also make the argument that selling the the weapon that killed the kid is right. It's just a gross... It's gross. It makes me feel icky. I don't know how else to say it. It just makes me feel like my skin is crawling when I think about the idea that you're going to take something that killed someone and profit from it. It makes me think of all those assholes you hear who collect Nazi merchandise from World War II and spend a lot of money on it. You're like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, it's one thing to buy, you know, the posters that America had in World War II. It's another thing completely to be like, yeah, I have, you know, the car that Hitler drove to Nuremberg. Like, that's the kind of shit where you're like, you're, you're venerating something. Uh, for the record, you you said Sotheby's or Christie's or yeah. e- even eBay. No, none of those people are selling them. I'll tell you who's selling them, AJ, so they're not going to cancel. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Atlanta-based gun broker. So something tells me that they don't have a problem with this. Of course not. It's, it's just... You're going to sell a gun you killed somebody with to make money, you sick fuck? Like, and I, I know we don't like to swear that much, but what else can you call somebody like that? Well, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, you can't do anything but be that pissed about it because, oh, my God. I mean, why do – I mean, this is why – I liked you. No, I liked you. I really liked your comparison. It'd be like somebody who lynched Emmett Till selling the rope. It is, that's what it is. Yeah. I think of the West Wing. Do you remember the episode where the president gets shot at and later on they're like, I don't know, I've seen shootings before, I don't know why it feels like this and the president mm-hmm. looks at Toby and he says, because it was a lynching, Charlie, it was a lynching, Toby, they tried to lynch Charlie right in front of us. Can you believe exactly. that? And that's what that was. I mean, whether or not, and again, we, I don't think we have the time nor really the desire to go back to a three-year-old, actually at this point, uh, that three-year-old case. I, it's, Everything about this man just is so wrong. And the fact that it's it's getting the coverage that it's getting and that people are doing it, and the fact that we're even talking about it is kind of messed up, that we've got to bring back this horrible instance. I mean, because imagine if you're his mother or one of his friends or, or, or anything like that, you're looking at this and just going, and they were contacted for a comment on the story on CNN, and they said that the only thing that they, like, they don't care, they don't want anything to do with it, all they know is that they're, any money that they make goes to the prevention of uh, over of violence from cops to minorities, which you know, Black Lives Matter. I don't. It's it's this. Now that I said that, by the way, our podcast will get inundated by people saying all lives matter, which, for the record, is a racist ass thing. And if you don't understand why, I don't really know if Adrian and I have the time to explain to you why that's racist, but it is. Well, I'll explain it to you. You're just not gonna like what I'm gonna say to you. Go ahead. 
No, <laughs> this is that, you know, when you say all lives matter, um, you're just being dismissive. Yeah, you're that basically you saying that. don't care about black lives, Latino lives, Asian lives, indigenous people's lives. You just don't care. And to encompass that all lives matter, no shit all lives matter. But what has been going on for the last 200 years? Yeah. It's, 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 it's just like... It, and, and now, AJ, let's transition off of the conversation about a white man who killed a black man with a gun. <laughs> Can you transition? I mean, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to segue here. Let's, let's, let's go for one of those late night show segues. Uh, speaking of gun oil, Donald Trump. Now, I, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to, I just, we wanted to get to the George Zimmerman thing. From because one shitty ass white man to another shitty ass. No, to a pair. To a pair of Ooh. shitty ass white men. There we go. Because we, we had today, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, the uh, Republican Party got together with Donald Trump today. With Paul Ryan meeting up with him, they released a joint statement uh, this morning. Would you like me to read it for you? Yes. Have you read uh, it yet? The, the I, official- I haven't seen it yet. Uh, this will be fun for me. I get to break the news to AJ. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, here we go. This I'm is not going to cry. No, you're not going to cry. It's just going to make you laugh. Are you ready? This is a joint statement from Paul Ryan and Donald J. Trump. I love that the J is in there. I love that the J is in there. It's just an ego thing. I need one more initial than he has. He can be Paul Ryan, but I am Donald J. Trump in this press release. This is the joint statement from House Speaker Paul Ryan and Donald J. Trump, who doesn't have an official title, by the way. It should be number one contender. The United States cannot afford another four years of the Obama White House, which is what Hillary Clinton represents. That's why it's critical that Republicans unite around our shared principles, advance a conservative agenda, and do all we can to win this fall. With that focus, we had a great conversation this morning. While we were honest about a few of our differences, mainly the fact that you're an asshole, Donald, we recognize... That's not in there. That's me colorizing. We recognize that there are many important areas of common ground. We will be adding addition we will be having additional discussions but remain confident that there's a great opportunity to unify our party and win this fall. We are totally committed to working together to achieve that goal. We are extremely proud of the fact that millions of new voters have entered the primary system far more than in the Republican party's history. This was our first meeting but it was a very positive step towards unification. That is the joint statement, completely. That's all of it. Verbatim. Verbatim. That's right here on, on, on the interwebs, so you know it can't be a lie. Although I will say that I put the Trump filter on my computer when uh, John Oliver put it out there, dude. So like when I'm reading this, it actually says from Paul Ryan and Donald J. Drumpf. Mm-hmm. And like every news story I read, he's Drumpf. It's actually quite nice. It, it makes me happy every time, which is maybe not a good thing to have when you're reading this. But okay. So, meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, the Republicans got together today, AJ, to decide that they are committed to being Republican. That, that, that was the meeting today. How are you feeling about that? More importantly, what do you think that conversation was really like? Because you know that it was filled with AIDS. And, well, that sounded weird. You said it was full with AIDS? I didn't mean that kind of AIDS. I meant like the kind of AIDS who help you. Like the kind of people who like move well, papers. I, mean, I, I, okay, I, I understood I, what you said, but it's the way you said it. Well, it you know, like, I mean, look, you're telling me that there's not the possibility. Look, Donald was rich in the 80s in New York. It's not like out of the realm of possibility. I'm just saying. I could say something about <laughs> Like, the hair is, like, part of his medication or something. I don't know. Oh, no. South Park told us what it costs to cure AIDS. It costs about $385,000. Right. We learned that on South Park. The- that, was good, that was a good episode. That's right? a great episode. All it takes is money. Um, so, so here's the thing. I, I think the meeting kind of went down kind of like this. Um, Drumpf was in the room. He kind of laid out what his vision of what the campaign is going to look like from now to November. I'm going to call her a whore. I'm going to tell him that her husband's a piece of shit. Right. And, uh, um, that's he about did it. all that, and he probably said, look, here's who's on my side. Here's what I can do. He probably did the whole bargaining chip thing. He goes, look, this is what I'm going to do. 
if I'm in office, I can talk to these movers and shakers to get certain things off the ground, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Probably threw a number out saying I can help any Republican campaign because at the end of the day, we have to understand that the presidential campaign is not just getting someone in the White House. The presidential campaign is also supporting those in the party who are also running this year November, as well as setting up for the midterm elections. Okay, so I'm sure he probably said that if I'm the presumptive nominee, and after the convention, the sole per Republican candidate, that he would start funding through his PAC or or his self finances that will fund other Republican candidates to get them to win. Because you don't need the Koch brothers; you just need Donald Trump. Well, then, um, there's that. You know, you figure he's going to, he probably, they, see, that's, this is what I, okay, see, that's what you think happened. Can I tell you what I think happened? Yeah. Okay. There are two things here. There's the funny version and what I think is really what happened. The funny version is Donald Trump walked in, Paul Ryan walked in, there are a bunch of assistants mm -hmm. in the room. <laughs> and they all start, you know, you, say age, uh, you know, the way I said it before, I just figured I'd avoid it. You know, it's funny. <laughs> now you're the one. Uh, <laughs> you are the one. <laughs> oh, the only one. Um, there can be only one. The I, I honestly, the funny version to me is that everyone just starts yelling around the table. What I really think happened is, is I think that there were some cameras nearby. You see Trump walk in. You see Ryan walk in, a couple other people walk in the room, and I imagine that everybody just kind of sat there silently for about 25 minutes, had some breakfast, maybe a Danish, got up and left, and then the PR person for the Republican National Committee released this statement. Like, that's pro you know what I mean? Oh, no, I'm sure someone on Paul Ryan's end or someone within the Republican Committee drafted the statement yeah like days ago days right. ago i'm sure that has happened i yeah. wouldn't doubt that because i don't think drone and his staff does those kind of things well you know? there are words in here that he can't use like conservative or discussion you know um what's today thursday so a couple of days ago um chris um chilza who's who was with the washington post he said something interesting in what he – he wrote an article um, that says, you know, Trump isn't the next Goldwater. Um, it would be easier for Republicans if he was. But what he was trying to convey is that Trump defines the party. In other words, it's the presidential candidate, whether it's Republican or Democrat, defines the party and who upholds the platform of that party. So running on that premise – that the presidential candidate defines the party, especially when they're in the White House. You mean to tell me that a self-centered free market capitalist defines a party that for its inception in the beginning was about actually helping people even though that's kind of devolved over the years. But now you're at the point that you're more about free trade agreements. You're more about um, dividing the country by class and race. Um, you're defining the party that you are – everything needs to be privatized. And you're going to uphold values that you think what value, values need to be defined as. Um, if that's the case, then the next four years of Trump is really, really going to look bleak for everybody. Well, especially the Republicans. You know, I mean, this is, I mean, this is why for you and I and others in our generation, you know, we were a lot younger when Reagan took office, right? Right. So we never, we, so we never really saw the lead up. Um, Reagan going to office, especially when he was governor of California. I think this is good. this is a repeat of that. That we're actually seeing what Reagan did. That we're seeing somebody who was essentially an outlier candidate and is winning hearts and minds of the people um, as a populist person. And once they get in the office, it's going to be the four, hopefully not eight, 
miserable years for the United States. And that's what's really concerning, that if we're going to have four years of drunk, you know, we're going to see Reaganism times 100. The word, uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of where to go with this, because it, there's so many different things. I, I just, AJ, man, I look at this and I go, okay, do they, is that really what they want? I mean, do they, even Paul Ryan, like, don't, don't you wish that there was somebody in the, even though I'm not a Republican, and I would never probably be one until they change their social values, you know, stop giving a shit about stuff like where people go to the bathroom and other assorted fun things. The, again, just, can we take a, AJ, I think it'd be fun for you and I to just take a split second and reflect on the base of the Republican Party's belief is limited government, correct? Correct. Yes, they want to limit government. In all things, except your bedroom and where you take a shit. Apparently, those are the two places where they're like, no, 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 government intervention, right there. God forbid you have gay sex, and God forbid that you be transgendered and go to the bathroom, even though neither of those things has ever affected anybody outside of the bathroom or the bedroom for themselves. That's where we care about government being. But if, God forbid we you know, pay old people to, to be old with Social Security. But we have, we, have re, we have to remind people that the Republican Party is really a conservative party, like the conservative party of New York, where the conservative party platform in and itself is really about supporting reduced individual and corporate taxes, the right to work laws, tort, trying to reform tort reform, repeal inheritance taxes. Um, they will do everything in their power to reinstate the death penalty. Um, no parole for convicted felons and use stop and frisk or stop and sniff when it comes to policing, um, oppose any um, legalization for cannabis. And, you know, they're going to be on probably mixed views when it comes to same-sex marriage as well as immigration and so forth and everything. Um, they're all going to be for term limits. So, I mean, it's not really a the Republican Party anymore. It's really the conservative party. But they don't want to bill it as that because conservatism are, is already a bad word, you know, and yeah. everything. So Republicans better because that's a big tent idea. Just like Democratic Party is a big tent idea. And that's why you have all these right and left ideologies huddling under these two big tents. But as I've always said, when you have a big tent, then you're going to have a three-ring circus in a sideshow. You I like are. That. I mean, let me look at the Democratic Party. You had um, um, what's his name? Um, see, Martin O'Malley was yeah. in one ring. Hillary Clinton has her main ring, and then Bernie Sanders is kind of that sideshow. No, Bernie Sanders is the guy who's on. Like, there's the train that drives the carnival, and then there's Bernie Sanders, who's the guy in the pickup truck who drives next to it, and then the carnival sets up, and he sets up another smaller carnival. Like, what are those things called? It's uh, the carnies. No, ant. Is it an ant farm? What the hell is it? The uh, an ant circus or a flea circus? Flea he sets up a flea circus next to the real circus, and he's like, "Come look at all the fleas." Right. You know, it's it's one of those things where you just go. But I see what you're saying. It's an interesting point that they because you've kind of tried to homogenize all of these things. But there is a there is you know there's a there's a thing that's been going on the last couple of years, and it's gotten more traction, which is the Democrats. While there is. Basically, the Democratic Party, I tend to think, AJ, are, is, is a two-party thing within the Democrats. There's your social progressives, your you know, socialists, however the hell you want to put it, you know, your Bernie Sanders, the people who really want to, Elizabeth Warrens, who really want to govern, in my opinion, the right way, which is for all people. You have your centrists, which are your Hillary Clintons, your Martin O'Malley's, the people who are in the middle, even your Joe Biden's, Barack Obama's, who are trying so hard to stay relevant that they drive their party to the center but on the republican side there's at least five you've got traditional republicans that you know go back to even before reagan you've got your reaganomic republicans you've got the religious right you have the law enforcement people who i, I don't there, there are people who aren't religious who are just very strictly law enforcement and then you've also got blue collar people who tend to think of who, who, for whatever reason, think Republican Party is the answer for them, even though it's not. All fighting all the time for equal time under the banner, and the truth is the people who make the most noise are the religious right and the blowhards, which is the Donald Trumps. 
And because they're constantly infighting, you know, it's you see all. I don't know how much late night TV you watch, but I watch a lot of like the Seth Meyers, the Tre, uh, Trevor Noah. I Conan. Okay, that's fair, and he doesn't really do politics very much. But I, I watch him. <laughs> I, I, I like Seth Meyers a lot. He does a, a segment every night called The Closer Look, which if you ever get the chance, look it up on YouTube. It's fantastic. It's very similar to what John Oliver does. Um, but they even, they, they've been talking about how the constant infighting over the last 12 years of the Republican Party is what got us to Trump because you had everybody constantly villain. They... Think about the elections of our lifetime. I don't even want to go before that, but the elections that you and I were able to vote for. Were you able to vote in 2000? I don't think you were. You weren't old enough, right? Say that one more time. Were you able to vote in the year 2000? For the- yes. Okay, so you did vote for that. Yes. Right, so you voted for that. And then there was the John Kerry, George Bush. And then you oh, had four, yes. yeah, then you got McCain, uh, Obama in 08, and then Eight. Obama and Romney in 12. In those elections, if you go back through it, You've got, in 2000, it's the villainization of the environmental movement by George Bush, right? Because what Gore was running on was the environment and tech. And George Bush was running as, uh, you know, well, we don't need all that fancy book learning. You just need a president you want to have a beer with, even though I'm a recovering alcoholic, which was also a really weird thing. you, You had that. Which I wouldn't really call the first campaign of George W. Bush villainy is like trying to find a villain to go against so much as just a reaction to what had happened under the Clinton White House. But if you leave there and start going from that point forward, the the 04 election was decided on gay rights. That was the election that we learned that Americans do not care about foreign policy or war nearly as much as they give a shit about who's fucking who. That, that we learned that, that that election, that foreign policy has no, no one cares about American foreign policy unless it involves war. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree on that 04 part because, you know, that was four, almost five years of, you know, international conflict we've been having. Right. And, 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 and going horribly wrong, and everybody thought that we should never have been in Iraq. We had had the scandal that never became a scandal of the fact that we were all lied to and told that Iraq had wrapped weapons of mass destruction, which I will firmly admit I 100% believed when I was told that and felt very angry when I found out that that wasn't the case. And going forward from there, you go to the 08 election and essentially John McCain to his credit never did it but the people around him were basically saying you can't let a Muslim terrorist become president which is what he was portrayed as in 08 you get to you know 2012 now you've got Romney villainizing the left for destroying you know for basically for basically saying that they 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 so belong to the labor unions and and to the people that they 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 can't make any decisions like somehow working with labor unions is a bad thing and it's it's gotten this constant thing where the right is constantly demonizing anything on the left that they can get their hands on and they've started running out of shit because every single time like I heard Dan Savage on uh Bill Maher the other over the weekend do you watch Bill Maher at all Mm-hmm. Every now and then, depending on who his panel is. Uh, did you see his panel this weekend? That with Dan Savage, but I heard that was... Uh, yeah, it, it was Dan Savage sitting next to Ann Coulter. That's why I didn't watch it. Yes, because Ann Coulter was on, the worst yes. person in America, arguably. Yes. Uh, even more and I knew Dan would probably go off on Ann regardless of what she was saying. Yeah, which is what happened. But he brought up a really great point. He said, look, the, the problem with... The, the reason that they're doing the transgender thing with the bathroom on the right is because they can't make fun of gays anymore. They can't villainize gays because America has been so inundated with homosexual culture and realized that nobody gives a shit because Neil Patrick Harris isn't a child molester. Ellen isn't a child molester, which was the fear that they would always constantly drive with homosexuals, that they're out recruiting people to be gay. And everyone's kind of like, well, no, look, Neil Patrick Harris is gay and he's America's sweetheart. Like it, it's just that thing that that it, once you're constantly inundated with stuff, nobody cares. And as much as I hate Caitlyn Jenner because she's Bruce Jenner, or I'm not trying to be dismissive of the transgender. No, 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 no. But but it, it, you know what I'm saying. Jenner, regardless of Caitlyn or Bruce, is a piece of shit of a person. Has a mentality. Right, is a piece of shit person. Like I'm not trying to be like, and it's not because she's transgender. It's just because she's a piece of shit. Like, and a reality show. I don't want to use the word that I would think of there because now that she's a woman, it's it's more hurtful. 
It's funny, you can call a man a whore and get away with it, but you can't call a woman that. But he's, he's a reality show, what would you say, diva? It, 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 he's just, that's what he does. He, he sells his celebrity. Oh, I, or her. I, I, I Sorry, I apologize. I think, her. I think diva, regardless of gender, is an appropriate right. term. You know, he's part of the Kardashian family, which, generally speaking, not the greatest people on the planet. I, mean, I would say, I think... But of them, Kate the best of them. Obsessive with fame. Even even when Caitlyn was Bruce, you could not deny the fact that Bruce then still was very much a part of pop culture. Right. And that he needed to because he was irrelevant. Right. You know, I mean, he was the Olympic hero. You know, and after that, what did he do after that? He did motivational speaking engagements. You know, he may have held an athlete or more. You know, outside of that, what else had he done? Which, I, I'll, for the record, I'm fine with. It's actually sad that that wasn't enough. That's but, what I'm saying. You know, and you know, and, and, I, and I'm glad that Bruce transitioned into um, a gender that he and she is feel more comfortable with. You know, which everyone but should do if that's what they matter. need. Who you are, if you still have a certain personal politic, then that's fine. But you just know that it's going to be some reaction to that. You know, I mean, should I not dislike Ann Coulter because she's a woman? Absolutely not. No, I hate Ann Coulter. she, She puts out a rhetoric that I do not agree with. No, I hate Ann Coulter because of the things that comes out of her mouth. You know, uh, I mean, she's the, like the worst person, you know, ever. And I, and I feel, and I think some people will back me up on this that you know I am very much a proponent of um, LGBT rights and women's rights and everything. But you know, at the at the same time, you know, a person's a person, and I'm going to disagree with somebody if. I do not like either the rhetoric they're putting out or something that I disagree with them on. Should we, uh, you want to have some fun for a second? <clears throat> These are actual Ann Coulter quotes. Are you ready? So instead of Ann Coulter, like, reading mean tweets, you're just going to... Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what she has her. actually said. These are things that she has actually said. So no I'm, joke, absolutely said. Absolutely said. This isn't a joke website. These are, like, they have sources on this website. I'm on Brainy Quote, and they're... These these are these are actual quotes, okay? For her to be on Brainy Quote, just kind of put Brainy Quote a downgrade for me. That's fair. That's fair. But it's a respected website, is my point. It is. And you can say that these are things that she actually said. It would be much. We, it would be a much better country if women did not vote. That is a sim- that is simply a fact. In fact, in every presidential election since 1950, except Goldwater in '64, the Republican would have won if only men had voted. So she doesn't vote. She doesn't think that she should be able to vote because. But she, but she votes. But she votes. Okay. That we know of. Liberals become indigent, uh, indigent when you question their patriotism, but simultaneously work overtime to give terrorists a cushions for the next attack, and laugh at dumb Americans who love their country and hate their enemy. So conservatives don't become indignant when. You challenge them on free market capitalism and certain policies they they want to uphold, or when you tell them that I don't know, maybe maybe the fact that cops kill black people at a much higher rate than white people means that there's something wrong with the police force. No, they those people would say. By the way, I saw a meme the other day that really I wanted to mention to you when we did a show. Uh, did you see the one about the bad apples? Yes, that was. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, there was a meme that went around. I'd say about a week ago. And it was fantastic. It was a gentleman who was responding to somebody who had talked about cops and was saying that a few bad apples doesn't mean that all cops are dirty. And the guy pointed out that the actual expression is a few bad apples spoil the bunch is an expression for the re- for a reason because you have to get rid of them as quickly as possible, not fight to keep them working. It, it was just it was very, very good, and I, I really liked it. But let's see, what else can I find here that's good? One more before I go. Oh, here we go. Uh, I can see you like smiling when you're when you're. In fact, Sarah Palin has created more jobs than Obama has. She created eleven jobs fact checking at the AP just for the Palin autobiography. 
Say that one more time. Sarah Palin has created more jobs than Obama has because they needed to fact check her book with 11 people. Which she's making fun of Sarah Palin, but she's still using it as an opportunity to knock Obama. Let's see. I'm trying to find one more that's just... Uh, Democrats could care less if people in Indiana hate them, but if Europeans curl their lips, liberals can't look at themselves in the mirror. I think there should be a literacy test and a poll tax for people to vote because Jim Crow never existed in Ann Coulter's world. Ironically, since Obama was first elected for the first time in my life, I'm sometimes not proud of my country. If we took away the women's right to vote, we'd never have to worry about a Democratic president. Uh, Here's what bothers me about Ann Coulter, and I'm sure it's the same sentiment with other people. (sighs) Ann Coulter, and there's others, don't get me wrong, there's even people who... Make her look rational. Democratic Party side who do this also, okay? There are also people who make her look rational. Correct. Um, it's, It's those kind of people that I really, really, really hope that they get paid a certain amount of money for doing what they do. Because if this is what they truly believe in, um, how come I'm not getting those kind of gigs that they're doing, number one? Number two, uh, what led them to think that way? Because... Anytime I hear Ann Coulter talk, anytime I hear, um, well, even um, Chris Matthews or um, Ed um, Schultz and everything um, talk, you know, it's kind of like, you know, do you guys actually believe what you're saying or are you doing this because you want to see your own get elected and everything? Um, I, I just, I purely do not get it and I don't understand how they get the gigs that they do and everything. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm whining a little bit because, you know, I feel like I busted my ass, you bust your ass, and other people bust their asses to kind of do the things that we want to do and everything. But yet these guys are doing the very thing that we're doing right now, you know, but they have a very much higher audience and everything. Um so anytime I see see or hear Ann Coulter or, you know, try to check up on if she is closer to sanity as possible, um, I, I just really, really hope that she gets paid and at the end of the day she's actually crying when she gets home because she dislikes the very rhetoric that she's putting out. I see what you're saying, that she knows what she's doing is just for the money. And actually hates herself for doing it. Right. I wish that that were the case. I do. Because that would mean that there was a piece of human decency in them. But I don't think that that's the case. Because, I mean, there are people who do do that. Like, they actually get paid. Yeah, to to inflame either side. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I know a lot of lefty people who get paid by conservative groups because they pay them well. You know? And it's like, yeah, you know, term limits, yeah, same-sex marriage and everything. But you're at the bar with them like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> Do you know what they had me say the other day? And I'm like, why you do it? Because of the money. There's, there's also the factor, though. Like you mentioned Ed Schultz. There's a few others that you could get into. I will say that there is one who does that, but I believe, honestly believes everything that she says, um, which is a credit to her, and that's Rachel Maddow who I did not like for the longest time because I actually thought kind of what you're saying, that she was doing what she did just to inflame things. Mm -hmm. And the more I've watched her, she's also grown a lot as a broadcaster, but she believes what she says, which is why I think I respect her a little bit more than most. Like uh, uh, Tom Hartman, I don't think believes all the liberal shit that he says. I don't think Ed Schultz does. I think he does. You do? I think Tom Hartman does. Okay. I mean, I think he's crazy. And he's another one. Um, I, I think, I mean, Tom Hartman's another person um, who just spouts out what he wants to say, and he has an ego yeah. to back that up. I really, well, I, and I that's what I think. think I think, I think a part of it is ego. I think part of this problem that we're currently having in politics in general is that so much of it is determined by your image 
that people say stuff and then when they get presented with anything that says that they're wrong, that they ignore it. And or they fight against it just to fight against it to protect their own belief structure. But you look at somebody like Ann Coulter, whose only purpose seems to be to piss people off because even conservatives don't like her. So there is some truth in what you're saying when you're getting into the idea of whether or not she's being paid to do it. I don't know if she's being paid to do it. I think she's just one of the most horrible people on the planet. Uh, in many ways, worse than a George Zimmerman, because at least a George Zimmerman truly believes in what he's doing. He might be wrong. But you, you understand what I'm saying when I mean that? Mm-hmm. Like, if I mean, because there, there, is, there is levels of people in a certain political party or a certain ideology that they have to corral their team, you know? Um, and that happens. It, it really does happen. I mean, I've been in meetings with various radical groups and individuals where, you know, they called a meeting and they got the people in the room. It's like, okay, what can you do since you do this alternative media? You know, what can you do since you work in this community? What can you do for the stuff that you do? So I've been in those meetings, you know, and I, and I'm, and I know Republicans and Democrats have the same kind of um, gatherings, you know, <clears throat> and, and, and I would love, love, love to be a fly on the wall when they have those kinds of things because I really want to hear their strategy in order for them to do the things. Because, I mean, if you look at the media and the things that happen in the news, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, Ann Coulter gets to be on Bill Maher when, th- when said issue comes up. There's a reason why this person's being brought up as an expert when it comes to this issue and everything. There's reasons for that because there's an actual strategy in place. This is not conspiracy theory. This is actually what happens. And if people tr- find, if people really watch and listen on what's going on, that there's actually strategy going on. This is not Illuminati stuff. This is not Rockefeller and um, Western Nuts. Um, Rothschild stuff. This is actual big game politics that goes on. Well, this is when that I mean, when you start talking about that, it's where you start getting into the the Carlin of it all, where you go, is it really just a group of eleven people who really decide everything, and we're all giving the illusion of choice? Well, that well, that, and you know, I think what he continue on is by saying that we do have choices: paper, or plastic, Pepsi, and Coke. Right. Yeah, but those are the only real choices that we have. That everything else is kind of already decided, and they just keep us <clears throat> mind numbed, and we keep fighting about the shit that's never really going to change because nobody really gives a shit at, at a level that matters. I, I, I want to, you know, we got a couple of things I want you you wanted to get to before we end the show today, but I wanted to staying on this topic of all the divisive shit and getting back to the Legion of Doom. And again, not that Legion. Like, did you notice by the way the one episode I called the, when we were talking about that? About the uh, the Kasich Cruise Alliance. Did you notice the name of the episode? No. It was, uh, I think I called the episode, I th- I, I'm sorry I didn't see you say it, but it was like, I think I called the episode Nick and AJ talk about Trump, election 2016, and the Legion of Doom. Oh, no, no that part. Of yeah, no, yeah. not that Legion of Doom. No, not that Legion of Doom either. The, no, I did see that one. I thought you, I thought you were referring to something else. No, I did see the, the, that one. I thought that was good. I was proud Someone of it. Someone asked me when they saw that, they're like, it's like, the Legion of Doom? I'm like, no, read the title. <laughs> the other Legion of Doom. The, uh, that fucking animal. No. Yeah, no, the, the one from the Saturday. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. By the way, you know who's, who did that voice? I, I was going to ask you the same thing, and now their name escapes me. It is Ted Knight from the Mary, Ted Knight from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Knight, that's right. The Donald Trump is going to be the nominee, right? Because that's basically the meeting with Paul Ryan kind of gets rid of the idea of the contested convention, right? So you're going to have Donald Trump running for president. Most likely, I mean, at this point, it's pretty much a fait accompli that it's going to be Hillary Clinton. So the election is going to be Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump in the least exciting election, at least as far as your own excitement to vote, in history. I, and... I, you, AJ, even more than I, have been involved in the political process since you were a teenager. I want you to tell me, right now, we are basically, what, six months out from the election? Tell me how you're feeling right now. 
Um, I'm actually feeling scared. Okay. Well, I, I truly am feeling scared because it's going to be either Trump or possibly Hillary. Why does Hillary bother you so much? And I'll, I, I mean, I have an answer of my own, but I'm curious why Hillary bothers you so much. Hillary bothers me because it's it's still more of the same. You know, it's it's the very antithesis that well, even Obama was the very antithesis of what he said. You, know, you mean but, apotheosis? Yeah. The, the 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 ultimate peak, right? Is what you mean? Right. It's like, yeah. You know, antithesis I mean, is opposite. Apotheosis is top. Sorry. Right. It's it's this very notion that you have someone that we already saw in the '90s. You know, we've seen her better half in the 90s of what he did, you know? And it's going to be continuous, a continuization of that and even more so a whole different outlook when it comes to policy. Yeah, you evolve over time and your thoughts evolve over time as a person when it comes to issues and everything. That's very true, and I believe that when Hillary does say that and everything. However, when you still adhere to neoliberal policies that bend to free market capitalism, then it's going to be the same thing that we saw in the 90s and something probably worse, more so when it comes to free trade agreements. Um, not just free trade agreements, but you know when it comes to education, when it comes to health and human services, when it comes to the environment. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just really, really more the same. You know, call it establishment, call it... Um, you know, the choices, Pepsi or Coke, paper or plastic. But Hillary really scares me because like Bush, I'm sure she and Bill and others probably are lining up people who are going to fill certain cabinet positions. And that's what I'm even more afraid of than anything else is who's going to be in her cabinet, who's going to be her vice presidential candidate, who is going to be the um, person who's going to go down to um, the Hill to say, hey, this is what Hillary wants to do. So make it happen. My thing is... But let me, but let me add a caveat that I, th- I think I'm more fearful of Trump doing that than Hillary. Because I have an idea who the players are going to be on Hillary's cabinet. Because... Trump is just having. There's more unknowns with Trump, and well, that's what scares me. Yeah, with with with. I think I've said this to you before, and as a, there are people, and I wanted to get. This is the other thing I wanted to get into. I kind of left my brain for a second. There are people who are racist, and they are bad people. And racism, and I'm not. I don't think I'm going out on a limb here, AJ, by saying racism is bad. But I. This is where it gets kind of weird because it, the truth is, who's the worst person? The racist or the person who deliberately plays to the racist's fear and uses it to gain power? You know what I'm saying? Like, the racist is wrong and the racist is bad, but the racist truly believes what they believe. Whether or not you can get into whether or not they are right or wrong, however the hell you want to phrase it. But you understand what I'm saying? Like... There is that, but the person who then takes that and manipulates it, to me, is the worst person, and that's Donald Trump. And I don't think that Donald Trump is a racist. I don't. I don't think that Donald Trump thinks about other people enough to be a racist. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Um, If you think I'm wrong, go ahead. I agree with that in part. I think you can still be a racist without, you know, the being overt about it. No, I, I listen, listen, it, it, I forgot who it was. Somebody very famously during this whole season has said either he's a racist or he's pretending to be a racist to get votes, which at the end, you can only do that so long before it becomes the same thing. Well, it's like that pick he put on his, on his tweet, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like that's, but the, see, the thing to me about that is, like, that shows ignorance, not racism. And there is a difference between ignorance and racism, wouldn't you say? Well, there is. And, you know, without getting too, you know, academic about it, I mean, there's an actual, like, chart to see where one's at when it comes to their own um, 
racist behavior and everything. And the question I would ask Donald Trump is if he would be okay if Ivanka married a black man or a Mexican man. If the answer is no, then his racism is going towards more that he's more of a racist. <laughs> right. You know, um, and that's the question, you know, people should be posing, quite honestly. It's like, would you be okay with one of your daughters or one of your sons married someone who is Hispanic or black or Asian or trans? You know, <laughs> these are the questions we should be asking, you know. I mean, sure, we need to hit him on policy and everything, but we need to understand who Donald Trump is as a person because he's still the entertainment mogul. You know, he's still this pop culture figure. You know, we don't know him as the politician. We don't know him as a policy person, you know, and. Do you think he even knows what policies he really believes in? I don't know because I, I still feel that he articulates policy he articulates policy like he knows about business documents and legal documents um i think he feels it's like one the same that you know you can change policy by doing this and talking to this person in order to get this thing done um and i think that's what he's been doing is to really educate himself to articulate, well, okay, if I want this done, then I want it done this way. And I'm sure someone's like saying, mm, you can't do that because this needs to happen, that needs to happen in order to get this done. Which I'm sure when he gets in the office, he's going to probably put some sort of executive order to bypass Congress. Um, he's going to probably fund certain uh, representatives and senators to change House rules and Senate rules in order to get stuff done. Before we get on, to- that would be my way of doing it. If I was Trump, <laughs> I would fund the most aggressive person so they, in a few months, can be majority or minority leader as well as majority and minority whip. Just position your your cronies as close oh, as possible. God, yes. I mean, you need to play it like chess. You need to make sure. That your pawns are in a certain place. You need to make sure your That's bishop is going to be placed where it needs to be at. You need to place everything in order to get the queen and the king. So, before we move on to the last topic that I know you wanted to get to, and I told you no, but we're going to do it anyway. The so I won. You did win, but first let me let me get to this. The reason that I'm my issue with Hillary Clinton is: Do you watch Game of Thrones? No, not like on a regular basis. I okay. There is the easy thing to compare it to on Game of Thrones is Queen Cersei, but it's kind of sexist to do that, always compare it to a woman. And the truth is that the character doesn't really fit, fit her. Who she is is Tywin Lannister, the guy who runs mm-hmm. the Lannister family, the old man who eventually gets an arrow in his chest from his right. own son. The That's who she is. She would, I really do feel like she would have no qualms killing people to become president. I think she wants to be president so very badly that she doesn't give a shit about anything else anymore. I, I, I think that her ego is so tied to it, um, and everything that she's done in her life has gotten her to the point where she is here now that I think, and that to me is terrifying. That's You know what it is? Here's the thing, because I'm a superhero guy. There are, there are two kinds of villains in comics and movies like that. There is your true supervillain, your Lex Luthers, your Dark Sides, your Thanoses, your Apocalypse, th- those guys, right? The, the, the ones who are like that. And then there are like your B-level villains, your Penguins, Two-Faces, people who can't really dominate the world but do what they can to control their own shit. Donald Trump is a B-level villain in that he wants what he wants for himself, right? He's not about world dominating. He doesn't give a shit about any of us or anything else. He just wants to be president because he wants to be able to make more money for himself. Hillary Clinton wants to be president because she wants to be president. And the scary thing with that is when a person is that, she's Frank, you know who she is? She's fucking Frank Underwood from House well, of Cards. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh yeah, no doubt about it. That's who she is. But she's also, um, 
and I can't think of her character name, but um, in the show Scandal, um, President Grant's wife is also Hillary Clinton, where, you know, she was a first lady, then she became a U.S. senator, and then now she wants to run, now she's running for president in the show. Yeah, no, that that doesn't sound like it's dripped from the headlines at all, Law & Order style. You know, um, you know, and Hillary Clinton, and I don't know how much you follow this when this happened, Hillary Clinton's very much Roland Burris here in Illinois. I, I, I don't. Explain. So Roland Burris, you know, he, he is an ego, and he was um, uh, attorney general at one point. He was, uh, I think, an alderman at one point. I think he ran for he, – he served various political positions and everything, and he was part of that whole um, U.S. Senate scandal with Lagojevich. Ah. You know, um, when that seat was open, Roland Burris essentially wanted it in everything. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, now I remember. You know, um, I mean, this is, this is who this guy – is you know you know he you know was it like i said elected as the illinois general in that in from 91 to 95 in 76 he was the illinois comptroller um he worked for various other people at the um state level and everything um he ran for mayor once in 95 um losing to daily and everything um, and so, and, and, and he wanted on his grave, no joke, on his mausoleum, really, lists every single position that he has ran, you know, and, you, and the U.S. Senate was his golden ticket. His, that, his, that's the very thing he wanted. And it's very much Hillary Clinton that she wants this, you know, she, you know, have served on boards for private companies she's been an attorney for high profile people first lady u.s senator what's the most ultimate gain of power the presidency which then can lead into judicial supreme court an ambassadorship whatever her next chapter in her life is and most people would just be happy being secretary of state you know God bless Jesse White, you know. <laughs> I mean, and his tumblers. I've said, I've said it before. I vote for him all the time. Yeah, he's, he's probably the only Democrat I vote for because what has Jesse done? Sure, there's some things I disagree. What this, the the Secretary of State should be doing, but what has Jesse done? <laughs> I like that. That's nice. All you know right. I mean, and he came to my town once and everything. I shook his hand and I go. I go, Jesse, I just want to let you know, I am the only leftist in Northwest Illinois, and I vote for you. <laughs> and he goes, well, I appreciate that a, an actual socialist, you know, votes for me. I go, I'm just telling you, because, I mean, unless you're doing something to those tumblers, uh, you're aces in my book. And honestly, if they're above 18, I'm fine with that, too. You know, I mean... <laughs> I go. I mean, I go. Keep, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. Jesse. Yeah, it, no, it, that's the the rare thing of a good person in public service. And Judy <laughs> Bartopinka was the other. Yeah, no, I loved her. I loved you know, her. She's the only Republican I have actually voted for multiple times. So, all right, AJ, we got about five minutes left to go here, brother. Brother, speaking of brother, 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 brother. Go ahead. So in. Entertainment news? Ooh, I don't even know if you want to go that far. <laughs> um, in wrestling so news. Just so, call it wrestling. So something did happen in the WWE. Um, they let go um, 30 people in the in the office. How, 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 how would it one? All right. All right. Well, in okay. So I am... Unfortunately for me, a member of the internet wrestling community, by which I mean I read websites about wrestling news. They re they do this thing once a year, once every couple of years, where they just kind of do a WWE bloodletting. People who haven't been right. working, people who don't have a purpose in the company, or have been injured a lot, they tend to just unceremoniously let them go and give them the following statement. 
And I'll go with someone who it's fun to do with. Let's say the gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker. WWE is 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 regrets to say that we have uh, ended services with the gobbledygooker, and we wish him or her it, the sex of that thing was always open to interpretation. Uh, all the best luck in all of their future endeavors. It's called future endeavoring, is what they call it on the interweb. And Steve Lombardi, also known as the Brooklyn Brawler, or Kimchi, or Kimchi or MVP, Doink the Clown. Are you are you happy now? He wasn't. He was not Doink. For a brief time, he was. That's. I mean, but that was when there were multiple Doinks. Well, that's like yeah, saying what's his nuts? Who was fake Sting? Was really in, Sting in, at in, some in, point. In, in the interim. Nah, that's like saying the guy who was fake Sting was like really Sting. I'm just saying he was doing for that moment in time before. I hate doing the, the clowns so much. Anyway, so. Am I they, wrong? I just want to know okay, they have let go of some guys in that company that I really, really like. Okay? I never gave a shit about the Brooklyn Brawler. I still don't care about the Brooklyn Brawler. In fact, I kind of hate him because he's from Brooklyn and I'm from Chicago. So you tell me, AJ, why when I asked you yesterday what you wanted to do a show on, you said the Brooklyn Brawler getting fired. Like we were going to get an hour out of the Brooklyn Brawler. So please. I say an hour. Maybe at least, you know, 20 minutes tops on No, it. we're getting – we've already burned through two and a half of the five. So <laughs> – you need to explain to me right now why we need to go longer than five minutes on Steve Lombardi, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Brawler, a.k.a. Kimchi, Kimchi, a.k.a. Doink the Clown for like a day. <laughs> go ahead and explain to me why I should give a shit. Here's the thing. It's not more about you. It's more about me. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just found it very interesting, number one, that, you know, the Brooklyn Brawler, um, Steve Lombardi, was still in the WWE. See, that's that's a much. See, I'm okay with that. That's much better. The <laughs> fact that he's been employed by the WWE for over 30 years. But also, you know, uh, but I didn't know he was still wrestling as the Brooklyn Brawler because you know he's one of those guys who new guys come in, you have to wrestle somebody, and it's usually the Brooklyn Brawler, Red Rooster, whoever you know, just to get in there, right? I can't believe you mentioned the Red Rooster. <laughs> What's wrong well, with the Red Rooster? The fact that it was actually Terry Gordy <laughs> from, like, the South, who had, like, this massive following, and then they brought him to the WWE. Uh, I do, I think. I Okay. First of all, I just Googled Red Rooster because I figured that would be enough, yeah. and all I got was a series of restaurants named the Red Rooster. <laughs> and there's one in... Um, oh, Terry Taylor, not Terry Gordy. It was Terry Taylor. Yeah. And there's one in um, Wicker Park, by the way. Red Terry Rooster. Taylor was one of the four horsemen. Yeah, and then he came to the WWE, and they told him that he was a chicken. Yes, I think that's a good place to end. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you're famous somewhere, and then Vince McMahon goes, "You know what you're gonna be? You're gonna be a chicken. You're gonna, you're gonna balk like a chicken." Come on, do it! God damn it! By the way, AJ. And uh, by the way, Steve Lombardi was doing from like '93 to '94. Before Matt Bourne. That's not. Going. God damn it, AJ. That doesn't mean that it was for a full year. That means he was the, the fucking thing from December to January. <laughs> like, come on, man. 93, 94, he was doink, and then Ray Apollo became doink. I hate you. I hate you so much. I'm just saying, I mean, oh. he was doink for that period of time. All right, the next time I see you, I'm going to give you a stunner. I'm just I'm going to kick you in the gut and give you a stunner. And it's fine. And I expect you to sell it. And 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 we're good. And well, I'm going to sell it. <laughs> By the way, before I go, AJ, there's a new show on the WWE network called Camp WWE. You are like you're going to be like the 10th person to tell me I should be watching this. It's fucking hilarious. I heard it's like not the end all be all type of animated show, but No, it's, it's like it's up like there. it's like if WWE and South Park mixed. Well, okay, that's different from what someone said. No, no, no. It's more like a, it's an adult. If someone said, you know, um, it's it's kind of like uh, not kind of like it's if Robot Chicken had an exorbitant amount of money, it would be this. Maybe, but I I would say it's not very Robot Chicken. It's more South Park Family Guy. But uh, the one thing I will tell you is that in the episode, the first episode, Ric Flair has sex with a washing machine. A bear twice and a mountain. 
And a mountain. And a mountain. And doesn't like Ric Flair, you know, still sport his? Yeah, no. It's like it's the the whole concept is that Ric Flair and Vince McMahon are the camp counselors, the camp directors, and then Triple H and Stephanie are the counselors, and then it's like all the other superstars are there, and then uh, Sergeant uh, uh, Slaughter Slaughter is the chief of security. Is Doink in this episode? I okay, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it all for the Chicago <laughs> Podcast Network. AJ, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. You can find us on Facebook on Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chicago Podcast One. You can email us. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com, at which point you can send all of your hate mail directed to AJ Signary to that email address. I will forward it directly to him, then drive to his house and post it all over his walls with everyone saying. Don't like your passive aggressive behavior. Don't like it all you want doesn't mean that it's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're divorced. You know what? I, I could do better for a radio wife. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I could do so much better. You know, I could get someone. No, you can't. I could you do can't. someone prettier, longer legs. You know, you say that, but you keep coming back. Well, you know, I I've never made a healthy you relationship know, you know decision. The best there ever is, the best there ever was, and the best there ever will be is right here. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> All right. Um, AJ, one last question for you. How are you doing today? I'm good. It doesn't matter how you're doing. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I believe the expression that I was actually looking for is we've done the proper Chicago, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, all the other social media things. You can find us. Come look at us. Come, you know, stare at us and all that weird stuff on the internet. Find us on Facebook. That's where we generally run everything. Other than that, the expression we were going for is, uh, yes, we out! It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.